listening to the Burgundy Blogcast, presented by Burgundy Blog and hosted by Sports Channel 8. In this week's episode, we talk about our favorite Gruden quotes after the loss to the Jets. After Cousins, you know, multiple, multiple Totally unacceptable. Games. It, was, yeah. it was windy. Also, we... Well, yeah, we talk about some more Gruden quotes. Uh, at, at one point, he slipped in. Well, hey, you know, there were a lot of things going on pre-snap that he's got to deal with. Getting the formations, the protections, and all that. Yeah, that's what that, that's Every, called playing quarterback. We'll also hit the email exchange between Bamani Jones and Dan Steinberg. All that and more on the Burgundy Blogcast. All right, let's get right to it. Worst performance of the season so far, Brent? Mm, yeah, they were pretty bad at the Giants, but yeah, yeah, this was probably the worst. And is it because, well, I guess, would, would you say second half easily the worst half of the season? Right, yeah, exactly. That stretch, the third quarter for sure. Break it down, what was most uh, most frustrating for you if, you if you started at the top of the list? Coaching, quarterback play, defense, other? I mean, all of the above was pretty weak he's taking the, D, in the second D, half all, but all the above all right got you <laughs> i mean i guess well so the, the 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 defense is part of the problem maybe maybe the biggest part here and it's mm-hmm. getting all kind of overlooked because mm-hmm. everyone is so cold on on gruden and and, and cousins is so polarizing but right. you know they went through three three games i guess three or four games and and they still were kind of somewhat uh acquitting themselves with this with this uh reputation of like okay well we're going to run the ball we're going to stop the run and that has just totally fallen apart and the the defense is just unable to um to really stop the running game now and then the Jets went for over 200 on the ground so that was a huge problem very that's very frustrating uh do you think it is do you think there's um a mental side to it? Do you think there's a defense that does, you know didn't have uh, full confidence that that the offense will get things done? And they, I mean, I, I'm I'm mm-hmm. speculating. I'm, I'm not even speculating. I'm sort of just asking. What, what what do you think of the main problems of the defense? Is it personnel? Well, is it execution? I mean, there's is some component of that for sure. That the, I, it seems to like snowball. You know, I mean, that happens in right. sports and that happens in football. And it's like when you know today the jets were like scoring pretty fast or getting big chunk gains yeah, right after i guess what i'm asking it yeah in the micro was it today the defense quitting and also in the macro like is this defense having a hard time feel you know shouldering the load of man we're right. gonna have to be a, a near shutout team every week i wouldn't say it was quitting um but they then they the, the whole you know this narrative about like facing adversity with mental toughness took a little bit of a hit they they, they didn't they really didn't respond to um to the to the Jets' biggest you know salvos, but um you know another thing that I don't think is getting mentioned much is that the the defense you know Joe Barry with the new coordinator he switched to this um sort of primarily one gap like line and front seven technique which right. is supposed to be you know get them more penetration and cause more backfield havoc and blah 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 which sounds so great and it's done that a little bit. Although those past couple games, I think the one gap has kind of made them a little more vulnerable to the running game, which was one of my concerns going into the season. So I, I don't really know where it's going to go from from here, but it's the trajectory is not good. You're like a football head, man. Have you have you already watched the game? Tw- I mean, you're saying one gap and stuff. <laughs> Who are you? I don't know. You, I'm sure it's it's all good stuff. Have you watched it twice already? How quickly? No, did you do that? no, no, no. I don't, know, just, as a fan, I don't think do I'm going to watch this are you one doing again. The, I don't watch the tape as a, as a fan. I don't even watch the tape on this one. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna run this one back. 
Got to man, the people. The people got to know what you think. So, so, you, uh, so we, I should have thrown that disclaimer out at the beginning. This is a one watch game. Maybe Brent's not. You know, maybe you're <laughs> hard into it anymore. What's that? <laughs> no, I'm challenging you to go watch it twice. Man, the well, game just ended a few hours ago. Hey man, what do you have going on? Come on, what Good a family, question. a job or something. All right. Uh, well, more people want to talk about other things beside the defense. I'm guessing, or more importantly, here you talk about. I'll give you your pick: uh, the quarterback <laughs> or the coach. Which one you want to talk about? Mm, let's talk about Cousins first. All right. Uh, I heard it was windy out there, man. So, <laughs> so let's go easy on him. What? Uh, what? Let me find the quote. I tweeted it earlier. Nah, dude, it was, it was unbelievable. After, after the after the game in his, his post game presser, uh, he was asked kind of like vaguely about Cousins just being not good in a variety of ways, and he actually said, "I don't know. I'll have to go look at the film. It did get a little windy." <laughs> It's such a great quote. Now, uh, Bomani Jones, who we'll talk to, a li- uh, we'll talk about a little bit later, maybe even talk to in a later episode. He he retweeted somebody who was sort of tweeting directly at him that that went and pulled the quote from RG 3s first multiple interception game under Gruden, right. and Gruden's yep. quote was "Not good enough, not nearly good enough." And then <laughs> yeah. it was after after Cousins, you know, multiple multiple totally interception games. Totally unacceptable. It was yeah. it was windy. It was. Pretty- like, like, <laughs> The comparison of those two is uh, again. We'll get to that a bit later. But all right. So what? Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I feel like we have a, a a chart of like where is Kirk Cousins now? Well, you know what? We could create it and we could call it the Cousins chart. Is he first cousins? Is he second cousins? Is he, third, is he <laughs> like kissing that. cousins? Uh, yeah, I think I think that's the meter, the Cousins meter. So what? Um, He's twice removed today. I mean, is he still worth talking about, or, or is it still what, what we've sort of said all along? Is you know he he may be proving himself. He's proving whether or not he's in. NFL quarterback, it's very skeptical whether or not he's a you know starting franchise quarterback. Right. You know, I mean, like, it's, is, is it's that becoming, changed? He's probably becoming a little bit less and less worth talking about. Yeah. I think you know the the point I wanted to make actually, what I was kind of reflecting on afterward is just he. I think part of this, so so everyone, you know, he he had this reputation going in into this year that okay he can do some things he can put together a nice drive or two maybe he can make quote all the throws I, I don't know about that one but then you know is he or is he not a head case and does he how how does he respond to um, adversity blah 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 right well so so a lot was made about how he's um, he's this is like the new Kirk Cousins this year he's like he you know he he's had uh, he's had more time in the offense his second year in Gruden's offense and then he spent all this time working on his um, perseverance and 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 like literally going to see a neurologist and like a um, you know personality coach and stuff like that and. So, so we were, what we were hoping for is that is not just like, well, maybe he'll make incremental progress, but has he actually changed something significant, and is is, is he a new guy capable of being like long-term starter? And it's just like after six games now, it sure looks exactly like the old cousins. So, I think that was an important thing that we we needed to learn, and I, I guess it's not case is not completely closed, but it's closing. All right, and as for Gruden, um, you want to talk about him in terms specifically of the quarterback and his odd, you know, defense of him, or or other things about you know? Yeah, game, game I mean that's part of it. I mean, he there was there was a few money quotes there in the presser. It, to me, he's sugarcoating it for sure. And and I know you know, 
it's hard not to look at this in light of of that that presser from last year that you mentioned where he just completely excoriated RG3 and it was like unprecedented um and so now he's got cousins and there's this there's this obvious conflict of interest here cuz he made this pretty bold or at least contributed heavily to this decision to bench RG3 and go with cousins and he really kind of hitched his wagon and and uh you know he a- any any serious or severe criticism of Cousins right now is is in some ways I guess a criticism of himself. So I mean, and he's really just like running with that because Cousins was terrible today, and it wasn't just the two interceptions. He was inaccurate all day, even on short, easy passes. He really had a terrible day, and like in the post game, I don't think he said anything even like remotely critical of him. I mean, he, we, we, what we really want to hear is just something like he needs to be better. But we got things like. The second long interception kind of acted, quote, like a long punt. And, and I mean, he actually said that. He yeah. said he's not the only quarterback in history that's made a poor decision or a poor throw. <laughs> I saw that. And it's not the last one he'll make either. Did he say that? And it's not the last one he'll make. <laughs> this was my favorite. This one got missed. That's... Uh, at, at one point, he slipped in. Well, hey, you know, there were a lot of things going on pre-snap that he's got to deal with, getting the formations, the protections, and all that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like I mean, that's the job of the quarterback, right? Yeah, that's what that, that's every, called playing quarterback. That's yeah. what every that, yeah, that's what every quarterback is supposed to do, right? Get up to the line and then so, read the defense a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little too harsh. It's like accountability is important, and it's been a big emphasis. And I don't think he can. I'm not sure he's in a position to assign that sort of accountability to Cousins right now because it's like they're married. Yeah. Uh, but you know, one other thing, and and this has been beat to death, but. They're so bad in the third quarter, and I mean, there's got to be. I'm not saying that, you know, that the coaching, um, you, you know, little little scheme changes right. or whatever at halftime is like is is the only thing that that explains how a team plays in the third quarter. But they've now been outscored 46 to three in the third quarter across six games, and it just they just get their butts whipped coming out of the half every time. Well, so. Okay. Go I mean ahead. that that, that to me is pretty damning. Well, and and well, I agree with you on 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 one point. The second point, the first thing I would ask is, uh, do they are they a team that elects to receive when they win the kick? So so that like, are they always giving the first possession to the other team? Uh, I'm not sure that they're doing necessarily one or the other every time. Well, uh, okay, that, that's interesting. Well, because first of all. In I fact, I think al- he said today that they wanted the wind in the in the fourth. Um, you know, so I, I mean, I think it kind of changes. I, I don't even think I think about the wind that much. I think if I'm a coach, I always want the ball first in the second half. Mm-hmm, I, yeah. I'd be curious how you know how they play. I've it. always thought that, yeah, but it seems like coaches often, you know, I don't know, maybe it's changing, but it used to be that you they would always take the ball first, right? Um, yeah, a lot of them would. I, I'm almost sure like Belichick takes it exclusively in the second half. Really? Um, maybe. I mean, there may be matchup reasons why you wouldn't, but I, I think it's almost easier not to, you know, think you can can outthink it that much because it is a coin flip after all, and and you know it is mm-hmm. it is sort of yeah. just one element of the game. But I, I think as a as a way of prepping your team, yeah, I, I I think it'd be cool, and and it would make a little more sense if if it's always lopsided, if one team's always starting. You know, well, with it's an the interesting ball. idea, but the problem is in the third quarters they're terrible on both sides. On of the defense ball. too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. I, I wasn't trying to. Uh, um, yeah, I was just trying to dig a little deeper. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Not, not hating on your stat. Uh, all right, so while, while we're talking quarterbacks, did I see that uh, that RG three was active for this game? Yeah, he was active, but I think with no intention of of even coming close to playing. They they pretty much had to do that because they had so many injuries. Okay, and but was he in uniform? 
Was yeah. Interesting. Uh, was there was there any uh, camera shots of him? Any Hardly any. No, we talked about that before, but no. I mean, no, they, no, no. They, that's what I was asking. I, and I did yeah. not see. Uh, I saw the highlights only of the game. So I did. I, did they? Uh, he gave I, a little two line interview afterwards, which was the first time he had even spoken to the media in a little while. But it was it was very minimal. Uh, and do you? I well, I, I got to ask this. Do you think there's a chance that he'll he'll play? Mm, doesn't seem like it. I think if if. Um, if Cousins melts down against Tampa and gets the hook, I think it'd be McCoy, yeah. And how close are you to wanting to see McCoy play? I mean, it's so sad. It's like it's just we just did this whole carousel last year. Right. I mean, I there's nothing in Colt McCoy that I feel like is a mystery, but you know, when 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 the quarterback starts making really brutal mistakes, like the, his pick to Revis, well, both of his picks today were pretty bad, but the but Revis's pick was just like heinous. And you know, when you're really hurting the team and and kind of killing everyone else's ability to to rally, uh, you got to think about it. I mean, I I think if he if if he if if he comes down the first half and plays like he did in the second half, I mean, it could happen next week. Yeah. Uh, all right. So speaking of next week, how big do you think that Bucks game is? I mean, especially if you consider uh, the at Patriots is probably a loss. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely it's definitely big. It's it's embarrassing that, that 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 a game against such a bad team in Week Seven is big. But and, and I mean, I guess it's big in light of hey, you know, everybody in the NFC East is. Uh, suspect and right. maybe they could still be in it at three and four but to me it's a lot more like important for the organization because I think coming off this embarrassing uh, loss at the Jets if if they have another embarrassing loss at home to a bad team and then you're going into the bye you start to wonder like hey if they're gonna if there's gonna be a shakeup this might be the time to make it and windy has If I call, I can't even get this out. Are you okay if I call the Washington Tampa Bay game next week the uh, the Ryan Delaire Bowl for it's the two teams that, that let our boy go? Who had another sack today on Russell Wilson and had him running all. He did. Head. Oh, he had a sack today on Russell and had oh like three or four times chased him out and uh, and you know a couple times Russell made plays, but a couple times it, it you know made a, a good play. He only got a short gain or ended up throwing away. But I mean, Delaire I might have to start being upset about this because the Redskins outside linebackers are pretty much doing nothing. All right, gonna move on to non-game specific topics. Uh, a big piece in D.C. this week, or let's say, a buzz in the D.C. media this week is Dan Steinberg doing a little email back and forth with Bamani Jones yeah. about the, uh, the the not only the quarterback situation as far as who's playing, but also the uh, media fan coach reaction to uh, the whole quarterback situation over a, a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'll put the disclaimer out there that I am uh, I'm friends with Bamani. I've heard him talk about this uh, before, and uh, you know he is uh, an unbelievably intelligent guy, regardless of what you think about his his opinions. And mm-hmm. even uh, 
even when I've disagreed with him, he, he has opened my eyes to a lot of different things in a different ways. So I never um, disregard any of his opinions, certainly without you know, making me think. So uh, I'm assuming you read the piece, and probably a lot of other fans did. What was mm-hmm. your reaction upon reading it? What do you, uh, you know, yeah, what'd you think? So yeah, yeah, I, uh, I got to look at that. I think it was. Um, I think a lot of fans did read that. I found it very interesting. I think. Um, I don't think that there are many people. Uh, who who suspect at all that that Cousins is now the the quarterback of the Redskins because of what color he is, um, but but I think the idea that um, you know perceptions of white and black players and quarterbacks and people is contributing to to you know this this firestorm of uh, public debate over these two quarterbacks is you know relevant, um, especially in in a you know for a team in a city that's that has such you know history of um uh, racial tension so sure. um you know I, it, there's there's no there's no question that um fans uh, well i think you know we just talked about how how gruden seems to be um kind of publicly evaluating cousins differently from yep. from the way he is uh, rg3 and, that, and there's probably a host of reasons yep. including you know like we said the fact that um, that their fates are, are tied. Uh, but, you know, it's an important thing to consider because RG3, despite just a ridiculously successful rookie season, I mean, basically uh, exceeding all expectations, which were extremely lofty to begin with, I mean, his fall from grace has been like nothing I've ever seen. Right. Um, and then you've got this guy kind of, you know, swooping in to the rescue, at least uh, in in the perspective of some, who happens to be white, and he's got not much resume behind him, but but an awful lot of uh, you know fan confidence for one reason or another. I mean, it's a little bit incongruous. Yeah, uh, one I, you know about a month ago, maybe well before this back and forth with Steinberg took place, and I didn't even. Uh, I did not notice that Bamani. I knew that was, the, you know, sort of his opinion in this situation. I didn't realize you know, Steinberg makes it sound like he's becoming sort of the. Um, I don't know. There must have been Twitter exchanges or some other commentary where he, where Bamani was particularly needling uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Washington fans or whatever. You know, I didn't notice it more than just general interaction that that Bamani has with fans or, or whoever. But I, about a month ago, maybe even two months now, I heard him on the radio have an interesting discussion with Buzz Bissinger, the uh, the author of Friday Night Lights, which a book mm. is, is 25 years old, I think it was. Right. Um, and they were talking about, and, I, and I'll admit, I've, I've never even read Friday Night Lights. I'm kind of ashamed to admit that. I need to. Be, oh, it's, it's so good. I mean, yeah. So there is, you'll know this even better than I do. There's, I guess, a running back from the from the school who's one of the, the focuses of the book mm-hmm. who was, you know, very Booby. good. Booby Miles, Yep, I think. yep. Who was very good and, and you know, on top of the world in, in the, the town, uh, is it Odessa or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he got hurt. And then didn't play as well. Maybe is that, is that how the story? Do you remember the, the book well? I'm trying to remember the Vaguely. conversation. I think maybe he tried to come back and he wasn't as yep. effective. But it was because he was being tough. Yeah, uh, exactly. And so and and you know, unrelated to to that specific situation, that, that it was cool hearing them talk about. I mean, it wasn't cool hearing it. It was very interesting hearing. I guess Booby has gone on and had a very tough life post mm. uh, athleticism, and and uh, and Buzz Bissinger and he have maintained a relationship. But yeah. uh, but. They talked about, and I don't even know what was going on in the in the in the Washington situation at that point. But they talked about Buzz Bissinger specifically. We talked about 
the reaction to Booby after he was bad, after you know, when he wasn't as effective, come back from his injury, and he said it. Yeah, you just. Uh, it, it was like nothing you had ever seen. How how mean they were, and like and the vitriol, dro- yeah. The, the drop that 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 it went from from hero to, uh, and, and, you know, that any third person, it, 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 you know, if you were standing outside, you would see this and be like, man, this is crazy. You know, the way mm, they treated mm-hmm. him, and, yeah. and it just seemed like a, a great parallel to the uh, to the RG three situation. And, and I'm I'm almost positive. It's very popular now that Hillary Clinton's running for president. When they do those like word searches of you know, news news stories about and tweets about and all the other stuff about and, like, the words that pop up about women that you never hear about men, you know what I mean? And people will make mm-hmm. those comparisons just about the way that we talk about women. Yeah. And I, and I just guarantee if you did that same analysis with maybe less news coverage, but, I mean, certainly fan reaction, just even the ones that aren't, you know, anybody can pull. I don't like people who just pick five tweets, you know, everybody gets a death threat tweet these days. Right. I'm not trying to downplay people who have been, you know, killed by maniacs, but just uh, th- certainly any any black athlete, any female media member could can pull some tweets that show just terrible hate. So I'm not even talking about that. I think mm-hmm. if you go look at even this, the the people who generally are considered sane and, you know, accepting of others still, I think you would find the the word choice and I don't just mean like big what everybody identifies as code words, just the way that people, you know, describe or give chances to, or and again, Gruden is is the ultimate comparison because he gets the, the biggest spotlight and he's talking about him seemingly in two totally different ways. But like you mentioned, there's all kinds of politics behind that. But I think that's right. that's what Bamani sees and and you know, I think he's calling out in the and just you know, get, getting people to think about, wow, do do we treat two two people the same? Even even people that we're disappointed in, how are, do we treat them the same? Am I equally disappointed in one bad player versus another? And and what's that based off of? So. And, yeah, and on top of that, he had he had, he made a lot of good points in that in that exchange about you know why is anybody uh, optimistic about, about him to begin with? If you just look at what he's done or what yeah. he hasn't, I mean. Yeah. I mean, he's right. He's had a couple of good games, a couple of good plays, but like uh, the, the whole the whole idea that like maybe this could actually be our franchise quarterback, and that maybe having that plan B in that 2012 draft was so genius. I mean, it's like there's really not much to justify that yet. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's that's certainly part of it. Is pe- people who who are anybody who thinks too much of Kirk Cousins. I think he uh, yeah he certainly uh, th- thinks for. They're they're you know crazy for whatever reason whether right. it be skin ba- skin color based or not. So. Um, but it was interesting. Was uh, I, I will say I don't think Bamani is targeting uh, Washington. I think that he uh, you know he speaks freely sure. of his opinions, but he <laughs> he does have fun uh, interacting with folks. Uh, I, I remember making videos with him where he was uh, well I, I guess I get this he was pro RG three but he was. Um, you know, he thought RG3 was, uh, like, luck was uh, given way better coverage than RG3 their rookie years when RG3 was doing amazing things and leading a, a team just as much as uh, Andrew Luck yeah, was. So he's certainly yeah, not anti-Washington. You go there, too, yeah. Um, all right, a couple other things i got to ask you. Uh, um, how come when we get feedback that says, like, oh, I want to hear more Brent and less Hayes, you're like, <laughs> check it. Or, like, hey, you know, one dude says – uh, you know, change out the music, and you're like, oh, we got to do this. But then, like, I see maybe two, three, maybe even four people being like, hey, how about a little more Panthers talk snuck in there? And you're like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I how do you pick those. and choose? Can I, I, I don't least, think I, they didn't tag me in those. I don't know. Can I at least mention 
that the Panthers had one of the more thrilling wins I've ever seen today. Uh, and, and, yeah, you can. It was pretty cool. Nah, and uh, we'll, I'll, I'll save some of the talk till maybe we uh, we get together in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah,